Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Psalm 100. Good morning, IBCM. That psalm really directs the steps of our life today, a life of triumphal gratitude and gladness uh, in our salvation, the attitude of service before the Lord, the attitude that today, whatever may be, we are going to express joyful songs of praise and thanksgiving to a good God whose love and mercy are faithful and enduring forever. What a great way to start the day. And I pray that as you are beginning your day today, that you already have uh, been in his word, have been thoughtful about uh, his life in you and your life in him. The best way to start the day is being present with the Lord. He is always present with us, correct? He's always with us. The question is, are we aware of that presence and are we present with him? And so each morning as we gather together for this time of devotion is one way that we together as brothers and sisters in Christ can be present with the Lord and experience his goodness and his presence in our lives. Well, I hope and pray you had a really good night's rest last night. Today is day six of Cindy's and my quarantine here in Makati. And last night was a good night's rest for us. And uh, I hope you can tell, maybe you can, that my mind is a little bit clearer today. I realized that over the last few days, especially Monday morning, uh, it was sort of a humorous beginning to our uh, devotional time. Uh, my mind was still a little bit cloudy. But today I'm feeling a little bit sharper and a little bit clearer. This morning we're going to meditate on Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. So you can go ahead and grab your copy of the Word and uh, turn to those pages. Colossians tick, uh, 2, <laughs> Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 as we continue to meditate through this wonderful letter from Paul to the church in Colossae, who, by the way, were experiencing a real struggle against false teaching. There was a heresy that was happening among some teachers who had come to the church in Colossae, and they were teaching them that faith in Christ is not enough for salvation. And so that's one of the things that Paul is dealing with, and we're going to look at in the next couple of days as we meditate through the remainder of, of the second chapter. Well, how about if we, if we have a time of prayer together before we open God's Word? As I said yesterday, prayer and the Word are partners, and so we want to make sure that we are prayerful and that our hearts are prepared to hear and really, um, um, really understand the significant meaning of God's Word and be able to 
apply it and obey it in their lives. So let's spend a few moments in prayer. And let me ask you just to, just for a moment, express your own gratitude and praise to the Lord for his salvation, for all that he has provided you, for his enduring and constant love for you. And you might even be thoughtful and even mention to him the many ways yesterday and even this morning that you are experiencing his love in your life. What are some ways that, that God has expressed his love for you in the last 24 hours? Give him praise for that. <clears throat> and now let's acknowledge to him, as the psalmist wrote, that he is our Lord and we are his people. Let's remember that, as the psalmist put it, we are like his sheep, which means he is like our shepherd. So let's express some uh, contentment in his shepherding of us. And let's uh, lift up to him the needs that we have this morning. And trust that as our good shepherd, he will feed us and protect us and guide us today. Now, Lord, we say to you, make ready our minds and our hearts for your word. We repent, openly confessing to you that even though we are saved by grace, there are times in which our stubborn hearts rebel and sin against you. And we confess that to you and ask you to forgive us and to cleanse us and make us ready for your word so that we can obey you today. But most of all, Lord, we want to experience your love and love you today. Now speak to us through your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, let's read together Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, uh, which pick up a previous theme from Paul in which he encourages the Colossians not to allow false teachers to deceive them with arguments that sound reasonable but they are to rejoice in the truth in Christ so he picks up that in verse picks up from there in verse 6 so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live in him being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude now, let's think about those two verses for a moment. They have rich significance and meaning for our lives. Here's the first thing I want us to glean from this passage that will really set the path of our day today. And that is that our salvation was not a once-in-a-lifetime moment. It continues. Let me put it this way. On July 23, 1977, Cindy and I were married at Calvary Baptist Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. That was the day of our wedding. But our marriage was not a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Our wedding was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, but not our marriage. For almost 44 years now, we have continued to live with each other, to love each other, to serve each other, to produce children 
with each other, to build a family with each other, to serve the Lord with each other. Our wedding was a once-in-a-lifetime moment, but our marriage continues. In the same way, when you received, when we received Jesus as Savior, that was a, in a sense, a wedding in which in that once-in-a-lifetime moment, we became in Christ and He became in us. We, we were, and the scriptures put it this way, we became His bride. We, we, we began a relationship with Him. But our salvation is a day-by-day -day experience, which is why Paul said to them to continue to live in Him. That is such good news. That our, though our relationship with Christ has a specific beginning, our life in Christ has a never-ending, is a never-ending experience. Today, we are still living in a relationship with Christ. Today is the significant day. Now, it was significant, eternally significant, on the day that I received Christ as Savior. But it didn't stop there. It began there, and it continues to grow and develop, which leads us to verse 7, in which Paul uses some metaphors for life to teach us how our relationship with Christ grows and develops. He says that we are to be rooted in Him, being rooted. So Paul is taking a picture from agriculture. A, a fruit-bearing plant or tree is rooted in fertile soil. Now here's the significance. The fertile soil of our salvation is Christ himself, being rooted in him. So that is the fertile soil of our salvation. Christ himself is nurturing that salvation that began one day in the past. He has continued to nurture it. He, he supplies everything we need. Actually, and we're going to talk about this in the next couple of days, he provided everything we needed for salvation. Paul will tell us later that in Christ is the, is the full divine nature and character of God himself. God's fullness dwells in Christ Jesus. So there's the soil of our relationship with God, Christ himself. And here's what Paul is telling the Colossians, and what I wanted to encourage us with today is that a fruit-bearing tree or plant does not look for other soil in which to be planted. The tree or the plant is content in the soil in which it is rooted. So here's the application. We don't go looking for other soils of life to be rooted in. We are content in Christ. There is no one or nothing else that we need for our salvation or for our life. We are rooted in Christ himself, and that is not only essential and necessary, it is sufficient. We've already learned from the first chapter of Colossians that Christ is fully sufficient, not only for our salvation, but for our life. So let's not go looking for other soil for our lives to be rooted in. We are rooted in Christ himself, and that is sufficient. Then Paul goes on to say that uh, not only are we to be rooted in him, but we are to be built up in him and established 
and faith. So now Paul switches from an agricultural metaphor to a construction metaphor. Let's go to the end of that metaphor, established in the face, faith. The idea here is a good and sturdy foundation. Our quarantine hotel is in Makati, Valero Grand, Grand Suites, and I, I think it's a little over 30 stories. We're, we're on the 17th floor, and the way the condo is, is uh, made, it's an L shape. So, so from one window, I can look up the side of the building, and it looks like we're about halfway up the building. So many more stories, 30 or more stories in this building. When this building was built, they dug deep into the soil, down to the bedrock, and that's where they poured and built the foundation with steel and concrete and steel and concrete pillars, not just a slab, but many steel-enforced, reinforced pillars of concrete, which formed the foundation of this tall building. Nothing else was added to the building until the foundation was established. What is the foundation of our life in Christ? It is faith alone in Christ alone. The foundation of our life in Christ is his death on the cross, his burial in a tomb, and his resurrection from death to life. That is our foundation. Just as a tree or a plant does not go looking for other soil, there is no other foundation for our life in Christ. It is faith, trust in what Christ and Christ alone accomplished on the cross. We don't put anything into the foundation. Christ built the foundation, the gospel. Now, having that firm foundation, Paul says, then that we are built up in him. So everything in my life is built upon that foundation, and it is in him, meaning that what Christ wants to build into our life is his character, his nature, what he values, his perception and perspective of life. So Paul says, being rooted, he is the soil of our life, being built up, he is adding to our lives the things that he deems necessary for our life in Christ because he is the foundation. And then Paul goes on to say, not only are we being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as we were taught, that's the gospel, but we are also to be overflowing with gratitude. And here Paul returns to an agricultural metaphor. The picture here is the wheat harvest. And when the harvest was, when the wheat was gathered, it was then threshed on a threshing floor, and the grain was placed in baskets, harvest baskets. The idea here is a basket that is overflowing with grain. The grain is the wheat plant's gratitude to the planter. What does this mean? Gratitude is much more than saying thank you to God. Gratitude is much more than singing praises of thanksgiving and worship to God. That's a part of gratitude. But the fact that we are to be overflowing with gratitude gives us the picture of a life that is bearing 
fruit for the kingdom of God. Our life becomes a basket of grain, a harvest, fruit, overflowing in gratitude. So what is Paul saying? That as we are being rooted and built up in him and established by the faith, that our life becomes a wheat field that produces grain for the kingdom of God. In other words, we are fruit-bearing disciples. We bear fruit. Bearing fruit is the grandest way to express gratitude and thanksgiving to Jesus. In another passage, Paul describes Jesus as the first fruit of righteousness. In another place, the first fruit from death to resurrection. We have been buried with him, and we have been given new life in him because of faith in Christ Jesus. And so the natural outcome of our lives is to bear fruit, good fruit for the kingdom. The consequence of our salvation is that we bear fruit for the kingdom. It is not just heaven. It is bearing fruit day by day. That gives us a holy perspective of this day. The day is young. It's just beginning. The Holy Spirit is turning our hearts right now to our glorious salvation. And we're hearing through, through, um, through God's servant and missionary Paul that the consequence of our salvation, being rooted and established and built up in him, is a life overflowing in gratitude, which means not only praise and worship, but bearing fruit for his kingdom. Now, how do we put this into application today? Let me encourage us this morning to be thinking about these things. Let's make sure that we are content in Christ and not looking for other soil to plant our lives in. Let's make sure that our relationship with God is firmly founded in faith alone, in Christ alone. And let's make sure that we are submissive to Christ's rule in our lives and allowing him to build us up. That means that we are growing in maturity, growing in knowledge of him, and growing in Christ's likeness. Let's make sure that we are allowing him to add to our lives on that foundation of faith the things that Jesus determines are necessary for our lives. And let's look for ways today to overflow in gratitude to him, sharing the gospel, uh, encouraging and showing compassion to the, those that are hurting, giving to those who are in need, being patient with those who are impatient toward us, forgiving those who have harmed us or offended us. Let's look for these opportunities for our lives to overflow in gratitude toward our Savior who has redeemed us from death into life and transferred us from darkness into light. I encourage you, after we close in a, in a few moments with prayer, to think about these things as you continue to begin this new day in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for saving us and for giving us such a rich life in Christ. Christ, you are enough for us. You are the soil of our relationship, and it is fertile, and it is enough. We are content 
and your sufficiency. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to continue to nurture our faith, being built on the foundation of your sacrifice and resurrection. Continue to build us up in spiritual maturity so that we can bear much fruit for your kingdom. Please guard us from false soils, from empty philosophies, from the world's mindset, and just saturate our minds and our hearts with your word today. Reveal to us opportunities that our lives can overflow in gratitude to you today, bearing fruit for your kingdom. Now, Lord, we also want to lift up these that we continue to pray for day by day, Pearlie and Becky, who are who we're praying for complete healing of their cancer. Brent, who we are praying for a complete healing and cleansing of his skin. Also for these who are sick, a renewal of their, of their um, um, deep love for you, a refreshing of their emotions and their uh, attitudes and a deep confidence in you. We're also praying for Elena and pray, God, that you will bring healing to her eyes and that through this, uh, she will not only have better physical sight, but better spiritual sight of just who you are, a magnificent God. Today, Lord, we are also wanting to pray for our city, Metro Manila, and we are asking your Holy Spirit to sweep through this huge city filled with people most of whom do not know you as Savior. Their lives are not planted in your grace. There is not the foundation of salvation in their lives. They are being built up by lies and deceit, which brings decay and death. We're praying, Lord, for a harvest of disciples in Metro Manila. So, Holy Spirit, Please prepare people to hear the good news of Christ Jesus as we, our, your servants, share it with them in the days ahead. Now, Lord, I want to lift up these brothers and sisters of mine who have joined me this morning in our time of devotional, meditating on your word. There are needs in their own minds and hearts maybe some needs that they do not feel comfortable in sharing or making public. But you know each one of us. You know the depths of our need, and you know our hearts. You know everything about us. I am praying, Lord, that this day you will become more real and personal to each one of us as we stake our lives on this truth that Jesus came to save sinners, and he has saved us and given us new life. We pray that we will experience your loving presence throughout the day and that it will inspire us to overflow in gratitude. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining with me this morning. I pray that you will, will overflow in gratitude today as you understand just how deep and rich is your life in Christ. If you have never trusted in Jesus as your Savior, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me 
david at ibcmanila.org, and I would love to share with you how you can experience this deep life, joyful life, eternal life, a life of love through faith in Jesus Christ. In the meantime, let's have a great day today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. God bless.